Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Shannon. And I'm Jerry. We're here with Betty White, our fur baby, our star, back for episode 33 of the Arner Adventures podcast. We have a very special Spark in Our Lives episode today, but before we get to our guests, let's go ahead and get to our review of the week. Today's review comes from Cami 294 Cami says, love the positivity, the resources, the general life goodness. This podcast has great guests and great info when it's just the host. In my podcast regular rotation and should be in yours. Thanks so much, Cammy. What a great review. Wow. It means so much that you took the time to leave it and that we are in your regular rotation. Wow. That's, I mean, amazing. Again, the fact that yeah. we come through in someone's regular rotation is, yeah, yeah. is really... I don't know. I'm, well, I think we're honored. I think we are. And that's the first time I've heard specifically that we're really good without a guest. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I know. That's I, pretty cool. I think so, too. <laughs> well, when you take the time to give us a five-star reviewer rating, it, it obviously, from our reaction, it helps to keep us motivated to keep this thing moving forward. And it helps to present us to others who may be interested in content like ours. So please take a moment to do so in the platform that you are listening to us on. Well, today we have a very special guest, probably the biggest spark in our lives, right? Right. This guest probably needs no introduction, but since this is a podcast and not yet a video podcast, we should probably do it anyway. That's for sure. This guest is 12 years old. She loves to walk by the ocean, especially biting ocean waves. She loves people, but doesn't really love dogs. She does love her uncle pups, though. Yeah. Well, one one of them more than the other one, <laughs> right, actually. Right. Uh, she's pretty finicky about who she likes. She's not a big fan of cats, though the kitty cartel that hangs with us she tolerates, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Folks, our guest is of the canine species, but she isn't aware of that, and we are going to be doing a lot of talking for her. If you haven't guessed, our guest is our sweet pup, Betty White Arner. Right. She is <laughs> definitely the spark in our lives, and I hope that she did not understand when we said she is of the canine species, because she really does not know that. So FYI, if you're listening, please don't don't let her in on that. I don't even think she knows the word. So we <laughs> <laughs> well, Betty, thank you so much for being a guest on today's episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> you may have heard in some of our reviews of the week that people want to hear more from Betty White. And well, we do our best to get her to speak up. We will just, just give you some information here that Betty is very vocal. If you know her, we do have what we kind of have conversations here in the house. We do little things that get her, you know, inspired to talk. Like in the mornings, we do a little good morning song. She sings with us. We have at night, we do a little, um, 
<laughs> we do a little poopy dance and uh, yeah. twerking and all that. Go. But um, anyway, a lot of you have have said that, you know, uh, in our DMs and messages about wanting to know more information about her, her background. We get lots of questions about Betty White. And we thought, you know what? Let's have an episode where we talk about her backstory, you know, give you information about a little bit more about why she is just so darn great. And get the opportunity, of course, to, to highlight why rescues are so great. It's hot here, Jer. Oh, it's hot, all right. You gotta stay hydrated. We've been traveling so much, too, but it's easy to stay hydrated even when you're on the go and you don't have gallons of water by your side. It sure is, with the help of Liquid IV. Yep, Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. It's a powder in a packet. You just throw a few of them in your bag and take them with you wherever you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's an electrolyte mix that you just add to your water. It delivers two to two and a half times more hydration than water alone. They have these really yummy flavors. Our summer go-tos right now are the strawberry and the pina colada. You know what I do sometimes is I throw a couple of packets of the pina colada, some ice and water in the blender, make myself a mocktail, hang out by the baby pool in the backyard... Oh, man, I am good to go and hydrated. That's a good afternoon, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, getting creative. If you're someone who either has trouble getting your water in or just wants to get in the express lane with your hydration, you should definitely try Liquid IV. For our listeners, if you go to their website, liquid-iv.com, and use code ARNERADVENTURES, you can save 25% off of your order and get free shipping. We'll link it to you in the show notes, too. Liquid IV, fueling life's adventures. Oh, of course, that's always important and always in the forefront for us. Um, so let's give her, let's give you her backstory first, and then we can go through the Q&A of some of the top questions we get about Betty. Well, though we do get the question a lot about her backstory, but for those of you who do not know, Betty White is a rescue. Literally in every sense of the word. Yeah. So I'll, well, you know, a lot of you, again, you may have heard this about her story. I know we talk about it every time there's a, you know, National Rescue Dog Day or National anything about rescues. Uh, we always talk about it on our platforms, but we'll just kind of give you the background since she probably is not going to say it herself. It's Betty White's birthday, the real Betty White. Yeah. If it's Golden Girls Day. Which, by the way, we are recording this on National Golden Girls Day. We are. We are. So it's just one more day we can we can talk about Betty in our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, just to give you a little bit of background about our Betty White's story. Okay. So Betty was rescued. A wonderful, wonderful lady who um, found her in a dumpster. And this is very, very sad. But of course, you know that she has a happy ending. Betty was found in a dumpster as a puppy. This was in in Raleigh. She was very malnourished and they didn't think she was going to make it. And when they found her, they brought her to the NC State Vet School and where she spent a number of weeks. I think it was maybe, gosh, I think two or three months. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot. And in fact, she was so malnourished that her head was so large in comparison to her body that they had named her internally A, like the letter A, dash, L-E-I-G-H, Lee, dash, and then the letter N. So all put together, it looks like alien <laughs> because she looked like a little alien. They, 
you know, brought her back um, to nourishment and back to decent health. And the person who rescued her uh, ran a rescue group. And so she brought her home and decided that she would, you know, get her kind of going with her other rescue dogs. And interestingly enough, Betty was very good around <laughs> around those dogs around that time. Yeah, she may may not have just had the strength to yeah to, yeah to act up. Yeah, so she um you know was once she became nourished enough and she was a, adoptable. We had Pharrell, which that will be uh that whole story will be for another podcast. But our our dog Pharrell at the time was seven. And as Pharrell was getting a little bit older, we were looking for to adopt another dog so that we could sort of have a companion for him and maybe keep him a little bit more spry, right? Oh yeah. Um, and it and it worked. Yeah, yeah. So we as we were looking for to adopt, we we found Betty and um, who was not named Betty White at the time. So we, we decided to have some trial, uh, some trial time with Betty and uh, we full disclosure, Jerry was not on board with um, maybe having another dog. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we had two cats in the house and it, it did well. No, <laughs> no we, we had one, one cat because the one had our one cat had passed away at old age and, uh, but we still had the other one and it just, well, and I think rightfully so. You had to wonder if it would be a good mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had uh, some trial time with Betty and Betty and Pharrell got along really well. They walked really well yeah. together. They, it was, it was, it went really, really well. And even though Jerry said no, we just sort of did it anyway. Just did it anyway. It um, just kind of happened. It just happened. In a real organic way. Yeah. And it worked out. <laughs> Betty really took to Jerry. I think she knew she had to win him over and she did. Yeah, she did. Of course. And all this we speak of was smoothed out in a very short period of time. <laughs> it was. It was. So anyway, yeah. So it, it uh, she is, you know, she, she warmed our hearts. She came right on in and. And her and Pharrell, you know, I, I think she did help Pharrell stay youthful and more spry a lot longer than he would have. Yeah. Um, without her. Yeah. And I think she even made our her way into our bed like the first night. They told us she could sleep separately. And I they think said they were, she was crate trained. And they were sort of leading us on in that I think one. I do think they were. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. That first night she just whined and barked and whined. And, uh -huh. and we, we immediately just were like, no, come on in here. And yep. she climbed right under the covers with Pharrell and has really been there ever since. Ever since. Yep. Yeah. Ever since. So anyway, that's kind of the story of how she came into our lives. I think she was probably, uh, gosh, I think maybe. 10 months old or something like that when we adopted her. I can't quite remember, but it was in, uh, it was in 2010. It was in 2010. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. Super Bowl day. Super Bowl day. Mm -hmm. That's right. I remember it well. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, uh, because she was, and we're going to go through some of the, the top questions we get, but because she was so malnourished, she has always had a lot of problems with her back legs and hips which has led to a ton of arthritis as she's gotten older. Actually, early, early in her years, I think when she was about seven, she started uh, developing a lot of um, arthritis and it started showing in, in um, early x-rays that she was getting it. And it, it, she's just always had a lot of problems due to that 
early malnourishment. She has, and it's uh, been a progressive thing. We Things get a little worse and we do other things to help, or we lay down floor mats on our house where there's not carpets because the way she walks isn't always so stable and she can slip and then she can hurt her hips worse. Yeah. And, uh, things like that. There's all kinds of things. We've built a ramp for her to get up and down our back porch. My together. dad, my dad built a ramp for her. <laughs> one, yeah. One thing after the other things are being done by us or by somebody else to kind of yeah. help her along her way, moving along with her, with her ever uh, struggling hips. Of course, we always get the question about, you know, is she a, is she a pity? Is she a pit bull? First of all, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that uh, pit bull is not a breed. We use the word pity because everyone, you know, wants to use the word pit bull, but we'll just, we think pity is just cute. We like the word pity. Yeah. Um, and let me emphasize too, we've always done things to make Betty look cuter. Well, Shannon has. Um, <laughs> yeah. Putting pink flowers on her, on her harness. And we purposely never had her ears docked. Well, we're never going to do that. And we would no, we wouldn't do that to any. We dog. would never do that to uh, any dog. People think that's a lot of people that really get into pit bulls think that's what you got to do. Yeah, um, it's ridiculous. It's, we're we're sorry. not even gonna. Yeah, that that's not even a, a discussion. I, yeah. I think that's anytime uh, you're altering an animal, especially for the way that they look, um, just for aesthetics. Yeah, it's, it's just not. It's ridiculous. It's a good idea. Yeah. But not that we're breed specific, but we do get the question a lot about oh, what breed is she? Is she full pity or whatever? The only reason we know about her DNA is because there are people who are very judgmental when you are renting or going to an Airbnb or when you are traveling. We have had issues where they, when we say we're traveling with our dog, they say, well, what type of dog do you have? So when we first sold our house and most of our belongings to downsize and move to the coast, we, of course, the first time we were renting, we had the issue, well, what kind of dog is she? And we thought, well, you know what? Of course she looks like she is an American Staffordshire, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe she's not. Right. So we decided maybe we would try to get out of that issue and do a DNA test to see. She was like three fourths. Well, American yeah. And, and to me, I thought, oh, here we go. Now we have our peace of mind and our ticket into uh, certain areas that, that aren't as happy to have pity, pities. And I thought surely nothing over 50%, Yeah, but it was 75%. Yeah, 75% American <laughs> Staffordshire Terrier. And then the next one was American Bulldog. And then it was like a combination of other. There was like a bunch of other things. Yeah. So, you know, that when someone says, you know, what kind of dog is she? We just always say, oh, she's a mixture of a bunch of things. Yeah. She's a rescue. It uh -huh. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. She's all American, just like the rest of us. We're just a big mix of yeah, all kinds of stuff. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the next question we get is, well, why Betty White? I mean. Well, and I think that would be your okay. territory there. <laughs> yep. Well, of course, when we when we rescued her, because she is obviously looks the part of an American Staffordshire, a pity, we knew that she was going to be intimidating because people are afraid of pities. They have a bad reputation, even though their history is rooted in being wonderful nanny dogs and they are wonderful with kids. And by the way, if you've got an issue with that, email me and I will send you statistics about that. So anyway, we knew that she was going to need a pretty dainty, non-intimidating name 
And we immediately, I remember we were sitting on the floor with her at the front door. She was just in our laps, just the cutest bundle of white furry joy. And we immediately, I'm a big Golden Girls Betty White fan. And so we, I mean, it, it didn't take us too long to say Betty White. And no, no one is fearful of the Betty White. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves the Betty White. Yeah. So we went with Betty White. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I was probably glancing at our um, our DVD shelf that featured the <laughs> 22 seasons of Golden Girls, <laughs> along with the one season of Golden Palace. And I said, honey, well, look what we're missing here. There's seven seasons. Seven, but seven seasons, anyway, yeah. yeah, we didn't we don't have DVDs anymore, but we did have all of those DVDs. <laughs> um, but it stuck. And um, and yeah, it's. She is Betty White. I can't even imagine it being anything else. Oh, oh, I can't either. No, she is Betty White. And uh, and what kind of a cool way, I think, in this last year to continue that legacy of of the, the lovable Betty White. Um, yeah. You know, we think our dog is carrying on that name. The yeah. namesake, Betty White. Yeah. So cool. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. And people like to ask us, well, how is she with walking? Well, they ask us, can she walk? Because well, there's a lot of, yeah. we have a lot of video and photos of her in a stroller. So a lot <laughs> of people ask, oh, is she, is she a handicapped dog? That's true. Yeah. With that, they think, wow, I haven't seen her walk. And and the thing is she can, she's mostly a house walker though. She, um, Betty loves to be outdoors. And when she loves to be outdoors, she likes to sit and take <laughs> it all in. <laughs> she is not an around the block <laughs> stroller, uh, walker, I should say. She is a stroller. <laughs> <laughs> she she really is though she just oh my gosh i've sat in the middle of the grass in the yard with her so many times when i intended to go for a walk and uh you know i was thinking wow i'm getting in a gonna get in a couple thousand steps and i got my good walking shoes on and man, that's that, why you gotta carry the stroller with you and there i am sitting in the yard cross-legged with I, betty i i have i can't tell you how many times i tell jerry well did you take the stroller uh -huh. i mean you have to take the stroller with you right the way that it works is in the mornings on my walks i i get the stroller and then betty walks beside it until she doesn't and yeah. she pees and she poops and she gets her exercise in and then she stops and she is ready to get in the stroller. Yeah. Which... And then I holler from the front door. That didn't take long. <laughs> okay. It's a little longer than that. It's a slight exaggeration. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then she gets in. And then I get my steps in. I get to walk. And mm -hmm. we then we, we have a whole process. We get down to the water. She gets back out and goes. She used to run down the pier. She doesn't really run down the pier anymore because her arthritis is too bad. And every once in a while she does. But... She usually strolls down, well, you know, strolls, walks down the pier and sniffs around and she likes to hang by the water while I stretch and get my meditation in. And then she'll walk a little bit more and she'll get back in the stroller, but yeah. she loves her stroller rides. Well, and she, let's mention too, she has gained a legion of fans down on the waterfront <laughs> that love seeing her every yeah, day Yeah, and, uh, and, and ask when they don't see her, where were you? Yeah. yeah. Where's Betty Ben? Mm -hmm. Because. Yeah. They know they know Betty White and as more than they do us. They know yeah. us as Betty White's parents. <laughs> they do. You know? That's true. They're like, oh, where's where's Betty White in the stroller? Right. So right. yeah. So that's the situation. Yes, she can walk. She cannot walk um as far these days, but she does have her stroller for backup. So listen, we're probably not the first to introduce you to the topic of CBD or CBD oil. If you're anything like us, 
it seems like every time you turn around, you're seeing a neon sign for CBD sold here at your local grocery store in a window as you're driving by, or it flashes across your screen in an online ad. Shannon's sister told us about the benefits she was having from a brand she was using, and then we started paying attention to that brand. Spoiler alert, that brand is Danodan. Full transparency, we get about two to three CBD brands reaching out to us every week. And it wasn't until we started digging into the research that we learned that CBD isn't always CBD. They're just not all the same. Danadan Hemp Works makes organic hemp flower infusions. They're more than just CBD. Danadan's range of hemp products dissolve easily into any liquid and support your routine by helping you manage daily stress, promote healthy sleep, provide caffeine-free energy, and recover from activity-related stiffness and soreness. They also have CBD hemp flower infusion specifically designed for pets, and Betty White uses it every day. She loves it. We put it on our food. And with Danodan, you'll enjoy all the benefits of legal hemp, not just one or two compounds isolated in a lab. Get 20% off right now with the code ADVENTURE at danodan.com. We'll link it for you in the show notes. That's 20% off right now with the code ADVENTURE at danodan.com. Danodan, more than just CBD. She does. Mm -hmm. I guess the next question we always get is, you know, about the brand deals and Betty White. And are they real? And does Betty White really love the products that she promotes? I think maybe one of the simplest ways we can put this is, yes, this is a three-income household. It It is. <laughs> Betty pays her bills. Yeah. Betty contributes. <laughs> um, but, but seriously, very similar to what we have said about our own values and the things that we agree to promote, look, at the end of the day, if yeah. if it is something that aligns with promoting our lifestyle, if it aligns with something that we think is going to better our lifestyle or, and I don't mean this in a funny way, is a spark in our lives, then we agree to it. And if Betty White, our Betty White is promoting it, it is something that she uses when someone um, or a brand says, and we do get these for, we get more things for Betty White than anything. <laughs> we do. <laughs> when, when someone says we have a new whatever for Betty White, oh, it's going to cure her arthritis. We know it's not. First of all, there are things that may help. There are things that, that do help. There's nothing that's going to cure her, her arthritis. It's just not going to. But when someone says Betty White is going to love this, we go, no, we will try it out. Let's try it out for, and we usually say 60 to 90 days. Yeah. Let's do. try this out and let's see if Betty loves it. And if she does, if she lets us know she loves it, then we will promote it. Indeed. Yeah. And we, I think we know pretty quick. Betty's pretty decisive on things she loves. Yeah. And, and I, I, without, I, I would, I would show it except I would be putting the brand on blast, but I, I wish I could show you emails where I have responded and said, Betty did not respond to this or Betty did not like your product or Betty tore that up mm. in five seconds. Yeah. No, you said this was going to work and it did not work yeah. or this made Betty sick. Yeah. Remember? That, oh yeah. That has happened. Thanks a lot, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, your holistic, uh, I won't even say what it is, but <laughs> if we put something out there 
it is that we firmly believe in it. And Betty White believes in it. And that is not joking around. She does. Yes. You can tell. You can tell right away. Yes. Yes. She's a very expressive pup. So she, you know, she is. Pretty quick with our Any, She likes and doesn't. Anyone who knows her uh, right now is listening to this going, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows. She'll, she'll put one thing aside for her and the others she'll say, to the dogs. <laughs> You were getting ready to drop an F-bomb <laughs> and make this an explicit episode. But, okay. Yeah, I think the next question is about our kitty cartel. That's a that's a good direction to take, yeah, because that's a that's been a, a big thing around here. And, and I think we had mentioned B- Betty was very familiar with cats, having lived with a cat for about five or six years. Mm-hmm. Our cat, Wilson, who sadly passed at the age of 19, 19 in, yeah. 20, in, in year 2016. Betty was familiar with cats, maybe not crazy about them, but I don't think Wilson really bothered Betty that much, although we did keep them kind of separate in the house. Betty we, senses when there is maybe a special issue with a pet or an animal. Yeah, yes. that's a good way to put it. Because he had seizures and uh, yep. he was uh, a senior and she sensed that. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think she knew Wilson was no threat in uh any sense of the word. And that kind of gets me to the her relationship with cats and dogs. I think she looks at a lot of dogs as maybe being a threat. But we have a, uh, we call them a kitty cartel. Yeah, for those of you who do not know about the kitty cartel. <laughs> yeah, there's a kitty cartel in our backyard that we essentially rescued from a patch of woods right here in our neighborhood and brought them in. When we moved here, there there is a small patch of woods across the street. They they were in harm's way. Some people some people moved nearby and they didn't they didn't particularly like the cats. And we were trying to get them out of harm's way. We were. And that's where our story goes. They came here and now they live happily in our backyard and they serve a a good purpose in a lot of ways. Just being there. Actually, they're just, they're they're really cute. Actually, all very friendly. And uh, they're, they're really kind of cool outdoor pets for us. So Betty has to walk past them uh, daily to go out down her little ramp to go pee or go for her walk. But I think basically she's pretty good with them. I don't, I don't think she minds them. Uh, And actually, one or two have laid really close to her on her back deck before. And she just went, oh, well, whatever. And uh, didn't really make any kind of move towards them. Yeah. So. When we used to go across the street to feed them, by the way, there are several people in our neighborhood who take care of all these cats. So when we used to go across the street to feed them, she did not seem happy about that. She did not. Like no. she was yeah. not happy that we were going to take care of these cats. She knew what we were doing. Yep. But now that they are um, safe, in like this little, uh, we, we have their, their, their food and their water sort of stationed in like a little barn out back, you know, they, they know that this is their home base. She seems fine. She seems fine about it. She does. Um, and the funny thing is when she's coming back in the house, she knows she gets a treat for getting her feet wiped off. Uh-huh. And she also gets her, her medicine at night wrapped in a little piece of a uh, turkey. Yeah. So she knows it's treat time, food time. Oh man, she'll walk right past one of the cats, just focused on yeah. getting inside to get her treat and not even think about it. So yeah. I think some of her lunges on her way out are, are just slightly playful sometimes. Yeah. Or she thinks that's what she's supposed to do as a dog. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Cats, <laughs> dogs, not crazy about them unless she unless they're family and she knows unless they're purpose. family. Yeah. Loves kids and loves people. Loves kids. Yeah. I mean. Uh, loves kids. Yeah. She she loves people for the most part, but she's a good judge of people. Yep. Let's rewind back. She knew the people who were trying to harm the cats. Yeah. And she's not a fan of them. Not a fan. Um, as the rest of the neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a Bill Murray quote that says, I'm suspicious of people who don't like dogs, 
but I trust a dog when it doesn't like a person. Mm -hmm. That sums it up. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it does. Mm -hmm. And how appropriately. Right. Working in Bill Murray in a Betty, and Betty White, White themed podcast. Right. Oh, my God. We love we that. We could retire on this one, we but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Betty White is a great rescue pup. And that brings mm -hmm. me around to the question, why rescue pups? Or why should you adopt and not shop? First, you will have an amazing pet. And let's just say that the karma points are definitely in your favor. Yes. Yeah. Seriously, all of our pets have been rescued. And not only is it so rewarding, but we, we've talked about this a million times. They, we think rescues know they're rescued. I mean, they really appreciate it. They, yeah. Including the little cat gang in our backyard. I think they know they were... They, sort of saved by us. They do know mm -hmm. that they were saved by us. And they know we're not just saying this because of Betty or Pharrell or Wilson or Kiko or the cats, the, you know, the, the, the stray cats that we've sort of taken in a little. Jerry and I, again, we've talked about this in other episodes, ran a pet care business for years. Yeah. And you get to know the personalities of pets and animals and you know, I worked in a vet for a number of years too. And there is a difference in a pet who appreciates the life that they have. And I'm not saying that cat or a dog that comes from a breeder doesn't appreciate things. I I'm just saying that there is a appreciation of a rescue that they just know. I mean, it's just, they just know. They do. I and the ones that, and the things that the, the uh, breeder cats and dogs appreciate are more like in a lot of caviar fast cars <laughs> and uh corvettes yeah it's more like that they're high end they're high, they're high end mm -hmm. and listen you know again why let's go through this again why rescue why adopt and don't shop the shelters are overcrowded and there are still tons of kill shelters and you know I'm not going to candy coat it. They're kill shelters. And that doesn't mean they're mean people. It means they're underfunded. It means that they don't have room. The, the shelter in our county, we love. But they, they're they considered a kill shelter because they don't have the funding to not be. When you buy from a breeder, when you go to a breeder, you are essentially allowing a pet to be killed. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. When you adopt... You're giving another pet the opportunity to live. You're mm -hmm. making room for others to be able to have room in that shelter. So do you want to contribute to something that's akin to a cultural genocide? No, you do not. <laughs> right. You do not. Well, you, you some want... people do for some reason. Well, and they're just a little short-sighted, I guess. They're thinking right. They're thinking about their Instagram feed and what, what their little... What well, their look at our like. Instagram feed. Our Instagram feed is pretty great with Betty White. It is. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I will I will go up against any Instagram feed of a of a bread <laughs> pet with Betty White and, and some bread, hybrid pet that likes caviar and Corvettes. Okay. And we'll win every time. <laughs> every time. So you're fighting puppy mills and backyard breeders when you adopt. And, and I know that some of you are sitting there saying, but and because I've heard it and I've had this argument. But I researched my breeder. I, I researched my breeder and they are not bad. They are they were on the up and up, but that's not the point. As long as there is money to be made, there will be backyard breeders. And the bad apples are doing it the wrong way. In our pet sitting business, we saw the terrible effects, the neurological effects that happen from these bad breeders. Mm -hmm. all because someone wants a certain breed 
and won't just go adopt. Oh yeah, we have very specific examples of that. And it was uh, quite heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And the saints who adopted these pets spent years just and time and money making sure that these pets who had high, high needs had the best life that they could have. And, you know, and then our business had, you know, provided the care for them when they could take vacations or time away. If you are so set on a certain breed, I mean, let's just say, look, I I love, I love poodles because one of our first family dog was a poodle. He came from a shelter, by the way. But so I just, I love, when I see poodles, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love poodles. But if you're so set on a poodle, go to petfinder.com and go to the filter and put poodle in. And it will filter the poodles who are in shelters or rescue groups that need to be adopted. Or if you are set on a Dalmatian, go to petfinder.com and, and, you know, change it to Dalmatian. And you can, if there's not one in your direct area, open up to go to 500 miles away from you. If you are that set on a certain breed, I promise you, you can find the breed out there that needs to be adopted. And just imagine being able to give that that pet a home. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's one of the most rewarding things you'll uh, you can do. I mean, and you can usually find rescue groups for a specific breed as well. If you're set on that, there are, you know, the mm-hmm. Carolina Poodle Rescue or yeah. uh, the Triangle Beagle Rescue. I mean, there are tons of rescue specific, breed specific, if you, if you really start researching it. We um, have four, four pets since we're together, not counting the kitty cartel. We're t- I'm talking about four indoor pets and they were all rescued, two cats and two dogs. Yeah. And, and we wouldn't have had it any differently. No. When I graduated college and I decided, okay, I want, I want a pet of my own. I'm ready. I'm, I can financially take care of a pet and you know, I'm responsible enough. I, I went to the shelter and I just decided okay, I'm going to see what pet I bond with, what pet bonds with me. And it was Pharrell. And I cannot imagine having my life without him. And I cannot imagine going, no, I really want this breed, you know? And he happened to be a a Chihuahua American Staffordshire mix. Interesting. I remember seeing him. And then, and then when I decided I was going to adopt him, seeing the paper and going, wait a minute, he's a what? Like that's what? what everybody said. Yeah. He's what? And then you see him sort of look off in the distance for <laughs> a minute. Like they're imagining how this came about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I we'll, we'll get off that high horse, but I just, <laughs> I, I just, I wish that everyone would just consider adopting because it's, it's so great. Yeah. So to get to some fun stuff, the fun stuff, our rapid fire 10, we put these together and we asked Betty, we did ask Betty. And she thought hard about these. She thought long and hard. She communicated her answers to us <laughs> before. And uh, we have her answers right here. So the first question was, Betty, stroller rides or car rides? And her answer was stroller rides. Of course. I mean, really, she loves traveling, but man, she loves her stroller rides. Yeah, she does. She likes them both. Yeah, but stroller rides definitely edges that out Yeah. Loud. Probably by a pretty good margin. Yeah. Well, she lives for those. She does. And when she misses them on rainy days. Oh, gosh. You can. You can see it on her face. Yeah. Yeah. Beach or mountains. And that's kind of obvious. She's kind of one one reason. Or she had a a lot of decision in us coming to the beach. She did. She She's a beach pup. And we talked about the beginning of the show. 
that she loves biting ocean waves. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if she thinks that they're out to get her, mm -hmm. but she also thinks it's fun. Yeah. Like when the, when the waves crash, she runs after them and like tries to bite them. Yeah. Lassie or Spuds McKenzie? Uh. <laughs> and she went with Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> and for you younger people, who may not know, of course, surely everyone knows who Lassie is. Everybody knows Lassie is timeless. Yeah. yeah. Spuds McKenzie, Spuds McKenzie some people might not know. Long to a certain. Yeah. Spuds McKenzie was the mascot for Bud Light in the 80s. Yep. And she picked Spuds McKenzie because Spuds McKenzie is of the bully breed and, you know, they get a bad reputation. Oh, yeah. So she chose an alliance with Spuds McKenzie. She even said, Are you kidding me? When I asked the question, <laughs> crunchy or soft treats? Boy, I think she deliberated on that one longer than <laughs> everything. I know. Yeah. This is one of the, you know, when we ask the guests and they go, Ooh, can it be both? Yeah. This is the one that Betty said, Can it be both? <laughs> right. And we said, Yes. Yes. It indeed. can be both. Indeed. And she said, Well, what are you waiting on? Let's go to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. she did not make a choice with crunchy or soft. She just said, I can't decide. <laughs> right. And the next one was cats or dogs. And she went with cats. She right? went with cats. Yeah. She just said, if I have to choose, I'm going to choose cats. Because the dogs was only her uncles. And it was really favoring Walter only. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it was like, well, but the cats I tolerate. So she's like, well, okay, if, if we're looking at numbers here. I'm going to go with the cats because of the kitty cartel. And I think dogs, she looks at as some kind of competition, maybe. Yeah. Cats aren't. Cats are just cats. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have that going on. Yeah. Facebook or Instagram. You know, we like to ask that of, of most of our guests. Mm -hmm. She went with Instagram because she's quite the pup influencer. She's, she's a big IG star. And she, you know, she funds her vet bills with it, with Instagram. <laughs> She does. She funds her <laughs> her Chewy.com food bills with uh, Instagram. Uh -huh. Chewy.com is not a sponsor of this podcast, but they can be. <laughs> okay. Uh, number seven. Number seven was big band jazz music or soft classical. And let's get into why we asked this. Well, first of all, I had to tell her that Three Dog Night fit neither category. <laughs> it definitely wasn't an option. We were talking about music we play for her when... When we're going out or whatever, we play for her on TV so she can relax. Yep. Betty, Betty has some mm -hmm. separation anxiety, you know, especially with the pandemic. Betty really hasn't been by herself hardly at all since the pandemic started. Mm. I mean, I can't even think of a time where she's really been by herself a whole lot. Not a lot. Yeah. Nope. So when we leave, and we did this with Pharrell, we've always done this for our pets in general. We've always left music on the TV. Yep. And we have either left it on like a Pandora station or Spotify that plays like big band jazz or um, some soft music. And so the big band jazz stations play like Ella Fitzgerald or um, a little, little bit of Melody Gardot. Yeah. Um, but we also have found that the soft classical, like on YouTube, there will be some playlists that have some soft classical that's specifically geared towards pet relaxation yep. and we have found if there's a storm oh my gosh it really helps her oh in a big way mm -hmm. i mean it's really noticeable yeah very noticeable so for this one she actually chose that soft classical because it's been it's, it's made a big impact for her yeah and and let, let's just say that she does have a big respect for the um for the musicians and perform the performers of big band yeah but um 
she understands that self-classical is essential for her. For yeah. Her relaxation. And yeah. she, I will tell you that mm -hmm. she didn't, she didn't want Jerry to know this, but she does want higher end music to stick around because she likes Jerry to twerk to it at night for her poopy dance. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she don't want that to go away. No, she doesn't. And who would? <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky toy or stuffed animal. You know which one she chose there and we don't like it. No, but she likes to go at a stuffed animal and tear it apart. Like it's nobody's business. She does. We don't, we don't like it. Yeah. And those brands that send those stuffed animals, we don't like you either. <laughs> she she loves a stuffed animal. She will choose it all the time, but it will number one look like it snowed here in the house. Yeah. Sometimes it gets caught in her throat. It's very dangerous for her, so we do not like them. But she chose the stuffed animal. Uh... We want the squeaky toy. We want something that is sturdy that the squeaker cannot come out of. Yep. So we chose the squeaky toy, but this isn't our list. It's no. hers. Yeah. She chose That's the stuffed true. animal. Oh, yeah. It's front porch or back deck. Now this one was a tough one for her. A tough one. But she chose the front porch. She's a people watcher. She is a people <laughs> watcher. <laughs> yep. And let me just say, we have a lot of drama going on on our street and she likes to be in the know. She sure does. Mm -hmm. She'll, I hear her sometimes say, what a cast of characters out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. She is like, get out here, mama and papa, because you're not going to believe what's going on out here now. And she'll say, what do you think of this one? <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe what they're doing now. And she's made front, uh, well, we were front porch sitters anyway, but. Well, we're out more because of her, so it's all yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, number ten. Last but not least, and man, this is always the most fun one to ask everybody: ketchup or mustard? <laughs> so for ketchup or mustard, <laughs> Betty actually did go with mustard. She yeah. can't eat either one of them. No, and and I wasn't thrilled with the question. I didn't even like that you asked her because I don't like. The, you know, that I don't even like it being in her head. Betty, Betty has a very sensitive stomach. Part of it is her, her early start in life. She can only stick with certain things. Ketchup or mustard would flare up her pancreatitis like nobody's business. <laughs> so she could never eat either, or we would be at the vet hospital very quickly. Yeah. But she understood why it is just a, a staple of that last question that we asked. I know. It's, and she knows you love the question. And she got she got that we couldn't veer away just for her because she couldn't eat them. So And what do you think it says about her that she chose mustard? She just found it more interesting. Um, and I, I guess she is a curious pup, you know. I think it means that she's spicy. Ah, she's spicy, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's told me mustard was a lot more interesting. Ketchup just tends to be <laughs> the same old thing. It's red. It's got the same consistency most of the time. Mustard comes in many colors, shapes, sizes, you know. Yeah. And uh, and and after that, it's spicy in a lot of cases. Yeah. And she liked that. Yeah. And that's where that's where that how that ended up. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the question we ask everyone, and we asked it of Betty too, is what does a life well lived mean to you? And you know, I had this conversation with Betty, and she said. To know that I made some people happier than I would have been without me. And oh, yeah. That. What, what a way to wind up that 
a oh. series of questions. That just really kind of. And you know what? Betty White has made us happier. Mm-hmm. I know that she has made a lot of people happier. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just through her uh, her relationships in in social media and the and people in town that see her. People in town. I was just thinking about the two ladies that we see on our walks yeah. in the mornings that that light up when they see her and they'll yell from up the street, Betty White. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Yeah. Uh, and she lights up when she oh, sees them. Her eyesight does. isn't going anywhere. That she is. She mm-hmm. is charged up. Yeah. Well, we hope that this episode moved you and gave you enough information about Betty White to know why we absolutely adore her and why she is the spark in our lives. If you feel moved, Betty White would love it if you would please volunteer, donate, or adopt a pet from your local shelter or rescue group. It will change your life and the life of that pet. Betty, 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 as always, you can find us at arneradventures.com on Instagram at arneradventures, also linked in the show notes. So until next time, enjoy the journey that you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Bye. Bye. <laughs>